welcome to episode 25 of George's Random Astronomical Object. Every episode, I run the random number generator to select random astronomical coordinates in the sky, and I then search for an astronomical object near those coordinates and spend a few minutes talking about what makes that object so scientifically important. So let's run the random number generator. The coordinates from the generator for this episode are 10 hours, 48 minutes, 14.6 seconds for ascension, and negative 39 degrees, 56 minutes, 0.7 seconds declination. These coordinates point to a location in the constellation Antlia, which is the air pump. This was a constellation created by Nicola Louis de Le Calle in the 1700s. If you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you've probably never heard of this constellation because it's primarily visible from the Southern Hemisphere. If you live in the Southern Hemisphere, you've probably never heard of this constellation because it contains just a handful of stars that are hardly visible without a telescope and because it's just plainly stupid. The stars don't really outline any type of shape whatsoever, and it's really hard to imagine that they look anything like an 18th century air pump unless you use 18th century mind-altering substances. The specific object that these coordinates point to is Dennis, that's D-E-N-I-S, J1048, 14.7, minus 3956.06. To save my sanity during this podcast, I'm going to call this Dennis1048 for short. This star was only discovered in 2001 in a database of sources created by the Deep Near Infrared Survey, which has the acronym Dennis. The star was named after this survey. The numbers in the star's name are the coordinates of the star, although they don't quite match the coordinates that I got from the Simbad Astronomical Database, which is kind of confusing. What's really weird about this discovery is that the star is extremely close to the solar system in astronomical terms. Everything's always in astronomical terms in this podcast. The closest star system to Earth is the Alpha Centauri system, which is at a distance of 4.36 light-years, or 1.34 parsecs. Dennis 1048 is at a distance of 13.21 light-years, or 4.05 parsecs. I can't find a reliable list of the closest stars to the solar system, although I can find a few unreliable lists, but based on what I have found, Dennis 1048 is definitely within the top 100 closest stars to the solar system, and it's probably among the top 50 closest. A lot of people would expect that it would be very difficult to miss seeing such a nearby star, as people would expect nearby stars to be very bright as seen from Earth. This is partially true. Some of the closest star systems, including Alpha Centauri, Sirius, and Procyon, are among the brightest stars in Earth's nighttime sky. The reason why Dennis 1048 went undetected for so long is because it's very small and it radiates very little electromagnetic radiation in comparison to these other stars. 
In fact, Dennis 1048 is among a class of stars called ultra-cool dwarf stars. If you create a plot of the properties of stars where you have the surface temperature on the x-axis and the total amount of energy radiated per unit time, also referred to as the luminosity on the y-axis, stars that fuse hydrogen into helium in their cores will fall on the line that runs from the very bright, very hot end of the graph to the very faint, very cold part of the graph. Astronomers call this line the main sequence. The stars on this sequence that are brighter and hotter are also bluer in color and more massive, while the fainter and cooler stars are also redder and less massive. The Sun lies in the middle of the main sequence in these types of plots. Its surface temperature is about 5500 degrees Celsius. Dennis 1048 lies at the very faint and very cold end of the main sequence. It has a surface temperature of somewhere around 2400 degrees Celsius. It also looks very red, and it is estimated to be somewhere around 0.08 times the mass of the Sun. So in terms of stars, it's extremely puny. In fact, it's not even clear if Dennis 1048 is massive enough to trigger the fusion of hydrogen into helium in its core. If no fusion is taking place, this would make Dennis 1048 a brown dwarf. Technically, a brown dwarf is a type of object with mass somewhere between the mass of a very small star and a very large planet. It is too small to be powered by fusion, and too large to be considered an ordinary gas giant like Jupiter. Beyond that description, it's hard to give a precise definition of what a brown dwarf actually is. At the low mass end, it's not exactly clear when to say that an object is no longer a very small brown dwarf, but instead a very large planet, like for example a very large version of Jupiter. At the high mass end, it's not clear as to how small a star can be before fusion completely shuts off in its core and it gets declared a brown dwarf. This applies to Dennis 1048, which seems too warm and too massive to definitely be a brown dwarf with no fusion in its core, but too cool and too small to definitely be a star that is actively fusing hydrogen into helium. To allow astronomers to write science papers while avoiding endless semantics arguments about these types of things, astronomers refer to Dennis 1048 and similar stars as ultra-cool dwarf stars. So, Dennis 1048 is a nearby example of an entire population of ultra-cool dwarf stars that may not produce much light individually, but may constitute a significant fraction of the total mass of stars in our galaxy. Hence, knowing that these ultra-cool stars are out there is important, and to properly understand the stellar populations within our galaxy, astronomers need to find more stars like Dennis 1048. However, to understand more distant ultra-cool dwarf stars, astronomers are going to look first at Dennis 1048 as one of the best and closest examples. So that's what makes Dennis 1048 ultra-cool in both the sense that it is awesome and ultra-cool in the sense that it has a low temperature for a star. The position on the Earth's surface corresponding to the location of Dennis 1048 in the sky is in the Tasman Sea, about halfway between Australia and New Zealand. 
It would be ultra cool in the sense that it would be awesome if this location on the Earth's surface was ultra cool in the sense that it was low in temperature, but it's kind of at temperate latitudes, so it's probably about an average temperature, even though it is kind of out in the middle of the sea, literally. Nonetheless, that's the position on the Earth's surface that corresponds to where Dennis 1048 is in the sky. The website for this podcast is www.randomastronomicalobject.com, which you can visit to download episodes of the show, read information about the astronomical objects, view images of those astronomical objects, and send me random feedback. The audio was recorded and edited by George Bendo. The music is Immersion by Sasha Endy at www.sasha-endy.de, which is distributed by filmmusic.io under a CC 4.0 attribution license. The sound effects are from the Freesound Project at www.freesound.org. Thanks for listening.